1: If you are just tuning in, good morning. You are listening to Analyze This with me, Summer Sibley Brown. I am filling in for Neville James. And we are just in from our first interview. In the first part of the morning, we did we we did a candidate speaks segment um with candidate Shalima Edwards. And in the second, in the bottom half, we will be also doing another interview with um the Board of Elections candidate. Raymond Williams, um, and for you know, for me, I love the interviews where I am truly, you know, at a deficit in terms of information because I feel like I then represent a part of the listening audience that is listening and really has you know we're 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 starting at base level and we're kind of ramping up. so I'm truly, truly vetting um you know, why vote for border elections? A lot of us pay attention to the big races. You know, we, we, we hear the conversation about, yes, you got to vote for governor. Yes, you got to vote for senator. But yes, we have the opportunity. And it is also our right to vote in those other elected positions, which happen to be the board of elections and the board of education. And today we have a board of election member joining us um, at 10 after the hour. And so, I went to the website because I was like, well, we're going to be in a conversation with somebody running for the board. And like, what do we know about the role? What do we know about the role of the board? right?" And so the goal um, for the Board of Elections, and I just went to their website, you know, vivote.gov. This isn't any real like summer got this. And then my phone just went dumb. But what is the role and the, the major mission of the Board of Elections? Hold on. I lost it. Coming up. Right? So it was established by Title 18, Chapter 3, Section 41 of the Virgin Islands Code, right? And the Board of Elections shall have jurisdiction over the following. The registration of the electors and the conduct of the primaries primaries and general elections— Um, Performance of all functions with respect to party enrollment of the electors, the preservation, storage and maintenance of registers and primary and generally general election equipment of all kinds issuance of certificates of appointment to election officers investigation of election frauds and irregularities and receive from election officers the return of all primaries and general election canvass and and compute the returns and certify no later than 1 week following the primary general elections and forwarding the results thereof to the supervisor of elections so if you are listening before we interview the candidate and you had a question or a comment that you wanted to call in and give to me as I engage in my own vetting of the candidate you could call in at 713407180761 or text a comment to 340201 Five four zero two. once the interview is open i won't be taking calls but since it's you know since i'm here by malone some 10 minutes before 10 minutes after we have that window where we um we can be in communication and talk about what we're hearing talk about what your concerns or what your questions are so if you want to you know join the conversation really quickly you could call in again three four zero seven one eight zero seven six one um and If not, you could just continue listening to me because I always have a lot to say. So it also says the Board of Elections shall meet at least quarterly to promulgate. That's one of the big words we will be talking about. Promulgate the issue, uniform rules and regulations of the administration and the enforcement of the election laws throughout the U.S. Virgin Islands. So when we look at what role, the Board of Elections has... The board of elections has a huge role, so who we elect to the board of elections is important because what we're saying is they provide the framework, they provide the accountability, they they are administering um, not just the rules and regulations, but safeguarding the safeguarding the equipment. They're looking at irregularities. They would be in charge of challenging challenging um, issues of voter fraud. Right? And so they also certify who it is we give our consent to govern, right? So there's a major tie like the, gubern- the gubernatorial race, the senatorial race, and their own race, and as well as the Board of Education, is governed by the way they rule, they lead, their skill, their ability to actually meet the mandates that are in our laws. I want to say that is a critical, critical, critical function. It is talking about the integrity of how, the integrity of the systems of how we elect. The integrity of the systems of how we elect. So, right, you know, he without sin cast the first stone, right? I wasn't truly... In, in again in my former life when I was younger, paying attention to the rule of the Board of Elections, but the rule of a Board of Elections, all of these functions are critical. Mm-hmm. So as we begin to vet who we put in place to lead, um, to advise, to follow the law, those things are critical. And so beginning to think of the type of skills um, we need, there are, you know, in the Board of Elections, there's two we are still district, right? It's, it's two districts that make up one board. So we have people in the St. Croix district. We have people in the St. Thomas district vying for the board of elections. Um, but together, they come together to make one board. So again, we're looking at this district function happening um, within our boards. If you are so inclined, please give us a call at 340-718-0761. As I I begin thinking, so what type of skills, what type of skills are we looking for? You know, like when we talk about senatorial candidates, you know, we say the job boils down to constituent work. It boils down to oversight and accountability, holding the purse strings. Um, and creating laws, right? But we also talk about their ability to achieve consensus among each other. We talk about their ability to work in relationship and partnership with um, other organizations, especially the executive branch, Um, but then how they have oversight over the offices, the 23, 26 offices that are under the executive branch. Um, And, that's that's how we see their role like that's what we know they're doing when we look at the board of elections now we're talking about they have to report to the legislature as well they have to also make sure that they are following the laws that govern and so there is there is a role there is a role there i I guess the legislature the legislature ultimately still has oversight um over the board but the board has oversight over the election system right so like we're just now learning and looking and peeling back all of the layers um in the way that we are governed in the way that we are governed we're gonna be on with raymond williams let me see if i can find his number so because that's important when you go into the ballot box and you're looking for huh Two, 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 two. it says number five so we have five one two three four five five people running for the board of elections in this election cycle raymond williams is number five um and he's going to be on in about two minutes and we'll get to talk to him about his role he served before so you know again he is he's actually currently sitting in that seat um, so he's not an aspirant. He, I guess in this, I wonder if the term incumbent also serves for people in the board, right? Because we, we use language and then it's like, well, well somebody in the board of election? Because it's a different role than a Senator. It's a different role than a governor, but he's already a seated board member. And, um, this is not his first rodeo. So we are, we're waiting for him hopefully to join us in studio. Um, You know in this little downtime i really like the in-studio interviews i mean the the phone is cool but in studio it'll feel like a vibe because you're you're sharing energy with that person and so the studio the studio lights up for me when there's another person in it i mean like i told you yesterday you're learning a lot about me i'm an only child so i I can talk to myself at length at nauseum, um and it's okay but i really like when we have another body in here um we are prepping ourselves to go into the second part of the hour let me see is he on is he calling in Okay, so we have gonna give him a few minutes because he's trying to get in studio. We will make sure that he gets the same 40 minutes. So we'll just go down closer to the end of the cycle. But we are talking about this is the candidate speaks, and well, he is right on time. Right on time. Please sit in front of me. I want to see that teal shirt coming in looking like a breath.
2: me a new shirt to come to see you. <laughs>
1: To looking like a breath of fresh air in the in the teal shirt. So as we get the candidate settled, um, we're gonna be preparing for the next forty minutes to talk all things Raymond Williams and Board of Elections and why you should give him. Yeah, I'm happy to have you in here with me all day. You know, I like good conversation. Um, I also like joyful conversation, and I think that's something that you do really well, is you only not only have good conversation, but you also bring life to a conversation. Um, That and raw honesty. So here we go. We are beginning the Candidate Speaks. We are on with candidate number five for the Board of Election, not the Board of Education, Board of Elections. And we're going to start with, you know, our regular intro question, Raymond, is tell the people who may, have be, may be hearing you for the first time who you are, where you come from, your education, background, skill level to take on the position, and even terms
2: of service in this current position. Certainly. It's good morning. Thanks for having me on the program. This is probably the first time that I've um, literally done any quote-unquote campaigning to this level. Um, I am Raymond Jerome Williams from Grove Place, the Mecca. Um, I have sat on the board for five terms, currently seeking my sixth term, so that is 20 years in public service of elective, elected public service. I also... Um, Run the VI lottery. I am a member of the vice chair of the Public um, Services Commission. So you can see right off the bat that my life history has always been that of public service, not servitude, public service. Because I think there's too much of a misnomer in our community what public service represents. You know, we, we've thrived for 50 years on the, the idea that an elected official job is to fix a pothole to do executive job functions. But when it comes to the Board of Elections, our job simply is to ensure a clean, fair, transparent and fair election process. Um, I heard you speaking earlier, yes, we have a single board comprised of 14 members, uh, two sits at large, well, two sit um, from the Island District of St. John, but they also are elected via the St. Thomas St. John District. On this current ballot, you'll see that there's one Person running from Saint John proper. There's only one person running on the board from Saint John because we have another Saint Johnian that sits currently and presently on the board. So the the makeup it's interesting. There is um, what you may consider fair and equal representation for that island district um, sitting on the board. Um, the Board of um, Elections has moved from a very different place over not just my 20 years of service, but prior to me coming on board, I've seen the transition to where the board of elections of the Virgin Islands of the United States sits amounts any of the top five electoral states in the United States. We rank within that top five for for the, the innovation that we um, provide to our electorate you know it, it often makes me laugh when you know you see candidates in particular if they run and win everything went well the minute they lose teeth in this that the other you know you you have people proposing that there's that my, my role as a chairman i am super powerful which is nonsense i only have one single vote my job is to lead 14 members by consensus not by dictatorship as sometimes i'm accused of by some of my members when i try to bring them back in line okay but the idea is the board of elections again i describe the role in this upcoming election we have shifted to what are known as vote centers vote centers allows every elected of every elector every voter in our community the opportunity to vote at any of those vote centers in the respective district, we have come from where we we had just 14 polling precincts in each island, and one or two on Saint John, to now five vote centers on Saint Croix, four vote centers on Saint Thomas, and two on Saint John. If you live west, are you the east? Let's say you walk in DV, and you walk in on election day. Correct. You know, and you get out of at six. And you, you can't get back to Frederick said to go and vote. You can stop and vote at Caniguetta. It makes no difference where you're registered because the system tracks by precinct where you vote. So we can still generate demographics and statistics based on where you live and where you registered to vote.
1: So let me ask you a question. Twenty years ago. When you decided to run for the board of elections, why why 20 years ago? And what keeps you running?
2: Several things. Um, one, <coughs> I'll give you a joke. Um, 24 years ago, just out of uh college, I think, uh high school, whatever it was, and yeah, college. So my dad sat on the board of education, and I figured I'd pose a challenge against him as a young person. <laughs> and I ran for a position a seat on the Board of Education back at that time. I had a landslide. Okay? <laughs> My father told me, boy, just come, you come. Don't mess with mm-hmm. offer." And then I realized that I'm not an educator. Why are you running for the Board of Education? So, you know, similarly to elections, um, being a person from a family that's always been engaged in politics, um, I realized that from as far back then I had a mission and that of public service. Let me tell you, being a public service is a very difficult thing. Because you, you offer yourself for prosecution, for indictment by the public, the community at large, whether it's out of ignorance, whether it's out of jealousy, whether it's out of hatred, because I didn't like you, because of being black and ugly, or what you, you name it. But when you decide to be a public servant, your not only does your life change or your lifestyle, you have to be able to know that, regardless, you're gonna be, um, in some instances crucified. But there are very now and again occasions where somebody will tell you, "Thanks for serving. Thanks to do what you do." You know, I've always lived by the mantra: stop sitting on the sideline and criticizing. Be a part of the solution, not with a picketing sign outside, saying everything everybody's doing. Everybody could tell, everybody knows what's wrong. What are you doing to help make it right? You know, and, and that's the position I always stand for and stand on.
1: So listen, stop sitting on the sidelines is one of the things candidate Raymond Williams, number five on the ballot, is promoting. When we come back from our break, we're going to get into what innovations you've been a part of making in your 20-year tenure and where you want to take or where you see taking elections if you are elected again.
2: Absolutely.
3: El Sistema de Elecciones de las Islas Vírgenes lo está haciendo más fácil para que tú formes parte de nuestro equipo por medio de nuestro programa de voluntarios. Estamos en busca de personas buenas como tú que puedan proveer a cada votante el apoyo que necesitan para que efectivamente puedan participar en el proceso de votación. Puede comenzar recogiendo y completando la aplicación para voluntarios de cualquiera de nuestras oficinas en el territorio. Usted puede servir como monitor. También tienes la opción de convertirte en un facilitador, asegurando que los votantes que están votando por primera vez, los envejecientes y la comunidad de deshabilitados puedan votar con confidencia y acertadamente. Si tienes el tiempo y estás dispuesto a servir, hay un lugar para ti. Solo inscríbete. Si quieres más información, llama al 340-773-1021. y recuerda, el votar no es solo su derecho, es lo correcto hacer. With so much going on, it can be hard to keep up with who's doing what and why. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday. Letting you know whether it's news from across the country and the world or a deep conversation about a novel, movie or music, we got you. Grab your coffee or your earbuds and tune in to Weekend Edition from NPR News.
0: Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on WTJX fm your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. It's late October, and that means it's time for The Soul Show's Halloween special. Songs of gremlins, voodoo, and fear will befall you. I'm Mike Canton, the host of The Soul Show. Lock your door and join me.
1: Saturday, October
3: 29th, starting at 7 p.m. right here on WTJXFM 93.1.
1: Are back from our first break on with candidate number five for the board of elections. When you're gone, you look at the ballot, it gonna go border education and Board border elections. For the board of elections number five. Raymond William with a 20-year term, I mean five years of of five terms, 20 years of service. And you know, if Neville were here, he'd say, We'd ask aspirants, aspirant questions, and incumbents to get incumbent <laughs> questions, right? Because we now you're running on your service, right? Not your hopes. And right. hopefully you still have some hopes Absolutely. after 20 years. But let's talk about your service. What have you been a part of achieving that you feel is um Com- memorable and a reason why the electorate
2: should give you their vote absolutely thank you uh for your question so 20 years ago when i joined the board our, our, our voting process was mundane it, it left room for subjectivity it left room for major error um over my tenure as a member of the board we have been able to migrate from literal manual balloting and voting by paper and having to hand count a ballot to a place now where today we are voting electronically. Um, you can still use a paper option to cast, I mean, to, to mark your ballot, but then to cast a ballot is still an electric electronic function. In the DS 200, there's a series of redundancies. Again, people complain that they can't see um, or trust in their vote that their vote counted. We have a series of redundancies that we can utilize to ensure that what you put into that machine is what is counted in that machine. But the 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 the, the rise of technology over time from twenty years ago to today. Twenty years ago, you, you probably been a baby then, but it you could not get voting results until like six, seven o'clock the next morning. And those results weren't considered um, true and accurate until they had to, in most instances, recount again and again. Because if you had to do a manual count, I've done it. And your eyes get tired, you see things, sometimes all the little um, divots, they go together. But our system today has those um, abilities for a voter to cast a ballot in, in short order. We use the DS200 our actual tabulating um, system can populate all those votes on that piece of equipment. If you ever look, pay close attention to the DS200, you'll see two numbers, a public count, and there's another count that registers how many people voted on that piece of equipment during that vote cycle. The the public count tells you how much people voted historically on one piece of equipment. So, you know, like I said, there's a series of redundancies. In one of my um, recent travels, maybe a year or, or two ago, to election center, or actually to an organization that most of us are members of, is the International um, Association of Government Officials. It is an organization that spun off from an, an organization known as IACRIAT the International Association of Clerks, recorders, elected officials, and treasurers. At the trade shows, we have multiple vendors that sell voting equipment paraphernalia apparatus. The express vote machine that we're using today, I think in our second or third um, elective cycle, that piece of equipment, that apparatus allows you to mark a ballot without error. Meaning, once you insert that activation card, a blank piece of paper, and you look at the back and a blank, insert that into the machine, it populates the ballot. Um, We've even improved on how that ballot is populated, because prior to to this election cycle of 22, you had to scroll multiple times to see your entire ballot. That confused some people. So we've been able to manage to get the absolute facsimile of the current ballot, on that one page. Now, some people have issues with the vision, so maybe you have to expand it. That'll cause it to have to scroll. But you can see this sample ballot on that machine. Mm. You mark your choices. It doesn't allow you to overvote. You can undervote. In essence, you cannot spoil a ballot using the activator card on the express vote. So that technology has aided us in the reduction of spoiled ballots and wasting wasted paper. So that is where we're at today. You can still mark your ballot. Some people want to bubble in, okay, their choices, but then you can still make errors doing that. The policy basically says that you have three shots at it, whether paper or express um, vote. Um, uh, if you mark your ballot and you decide it before you cast it, I changed my mind. Me really want to read my William Samuel. You go back, they void the ballot, they give you another ballot. Let's say if you're a person that don't understand the process, you have the opportunity on your third try to bring or have someone assist you in filling out your ballot. So you have clearly an opportunity to, to ensure that your choices are made. So that's where we are in terms of technology today.
1: And so in your tenure, you've seen the transition. You've been part absolutely. of moving it from the paper ballot manual count to um, increased efficiencies and increased ways to ensure that there are less irregularities.
2: Absolutely.
1: In your terms of service, have you had to deal with irregularities?
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: And so, And I'm going to ask because, um, and w- what skill or what have you learned that you think you in your 20 years that ensures voters that i have the maxi to deal with irregularities even though i'm part of a party right because what people don't know is that the board of elections i learned this morning you could have four seats from any party no more than four so you could have four democrats if the ele- irregularity is with a democrat you know like you said people are always indicting so i want to know how- Tell me about your will and your maxi to deal with irregularities, even if it were to occur in and among your party.
2: First and foremost, my integrity is the only thing I have. I absolutely... My mother is 92 years old today, and even in her state, I have made a commitment to her. I could have ran for the Senate 20 years ago. I could run for the Senate tomorrow. But because I am that person that you know, I don't have time or the the, um, subliminal energy to participate in the process where I don't see congruency. So I have maintained this level of running for the Board of Elections. I think on the board there's more opportunities for consensus building. Let me tell you, I have participated on a series of motions over my tenure that I didn't agree with. In my stead as chairman, there's a lot of things that we may vote on that I don't agree with, but the responsibility requires that the majority rules, and that is what you have to carry out. So my, in my integrity, okay, and my in my entire tenure is the only capital investment that I have to live based on.
1: Well, integrity, as, uh, uh, integrity in life, period, is important. Integrity in office is important. Integrity in the system that determines who, and certifies who is in office right. is a critical function. Right. Boards, boards usually have committees. Does the board of election have committees? And yes. which have you been privileged to serve on? And um, if should you be reelected, do you have your eye on any special, you know, are any committees you want to continue in service?
2: Okay, so. Um, we have two standing committees, that of a personal committee and a governance and education committee, and how that works. Every member can be a part of any of those committees. We appoint uh, the leadership to one member, and that person has a responsibility to carry the functions of that. The governance committee, for example, deals with policy, rules bylaws, etc., and the personal committee looks into those functions of hiring the supervisor, um, assisting in hiring the deputies. We have two positions that w- report directly to the board, that of um, administrative assistants. So those are the areas that that committee delves into. But unlike the legislature where the Senate president or the caucus generally determines who sits on what committee, anybody can sit on and, and either of those committees.
1: Let me ask you a question, because you mentioned the legislature. Um, In your role of Board of Elections chair and as a member, you go before the legislature. Yes, Um, what What is needed? Is there skill or relationship needed to be able to navigate, um, you know, what happens between the board and the legislature? I imagine primary budgets and stuff like that go through them.
2: Well, generally, I think, um, and I heard you say something earlier about the fact that the board's both election and education, are elected positions. And we have this misnomer in our community that because these are what I call downline um, positions on a ballot, that you don't have the equity of the legislature. That is a very big misnomer. I am elected just like any of these other 15 people. You understand? And in a lot of instances, I get more vote than a lot of them do. Okay, So it goes to show you and tell you that people look at who, in most instances, who they're elected. We go before the Senate generally to represent a budget. Um, In the last 10 years or so, we have been, well, more than 10 years. Similarly to the PSC, we've been looking for for reform on the PSC level for 50 years. We finally got some power, and I'm not going to talk about PSC today, but just sharing how the role between these two entities work. On the Board of Elections side, we have been trying to promote election reform for my entire 20 years. I give um, credit to Senator Gittins primarily, um, to then Senator O'Re- O'Reilly Rivera, to Senator um, Novell Francis, and our current Lieutenant Governor for participating in a what call it a workshop, call it whatever you want to call it. But we spent an inordinate amount of time, maybe eight to ten years ago, working on reforming the entire Title 18. When the bills got before the Senate, they passed two. So let's talk a little bit about election
1: reform, right? In the future, should you be elected like. When people hear reform, I, I, let me not talk with people, I don't even understand, what what are some components? Just like three things.
2: Simple things like technical amendments. We are no longer the board's quote of election. We are the board. One board. Single technical amendment. We we speak to, um, in terms of election reform, the idea of writing in the language vote centers. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, so th- just simple technical amendments that uh, by simply saying strike in every instance the word boards, quote, of election, and insert the word board. Now, you're going to tell me that is something so difficult to do that we can't get it done in the last almost 20 years?
1: You know, the, the candidate before you spoke about reapportionment, Does if reapportionment were to pass, how does that affect the board of elections well
2: based on what i've seen in terms of uh proposed legislation that measure generally speaks to only the legislature the construct of the legislature doesn't speak to other elected positions um, i am not going to proffer one way or the other because my mm-hmm. role as a member of the board is to set policy for the board and governance of the board not to write laws Got it. Okay, so we we, we don't propose we don't um, we're not proponents of measures. We just enact the measures. We opine on it based on a consensus, but our um, consensus doesn't suggest that um, we support don't support. It's more to the technical aspects of how we can administer. That piece of law, um, legislation ever becomes law.
1: Yeah, so I think that's re- I think that's really clarifying. Is that so? You become the technical when you when you are in the board of elections. When we're electing someone for the board of elections, we're looking for the people who will take the role of technical expertise in the application and insurance, ensuring the integrity of what that election system and the machinery, voting cycles, processes, efficiencies are. Um, Which for those of us who are looking at the ballot and not realizing the importance of the role of voting for the board of elections and the board of education, we have Raymond Williams on candidate number five, 20 years of experience. Um you I want to go into the education piece, and this conversation we've Raymond and I have had conversations before about who's voting right, right? um and the huge gap in like millennial vote and 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 people basically like thirty five you know in between like eighteen to thirty five right. they seem invisible or or they don 't exist. what role um if any uh in the education piece do you see yourself having in changing that
2: okay so several things. Throughout the tenure, um, I've seen people in that age grouping, more so primarily people in age groupings from 17, because you can register at 17 years old if you're going to be 18 before the next ensuing so election. But I've seen people register to vote between that age and 22, singularly for an ID, nothing else. They don't trust, they don't believe in. Um, we've created an environment that of ignorance at best because we self-promote ideas and ideals that are not congruent and for the betterment of our community. And I say that without fear of, of reprisal because it's a fact. Moreover, um, what I also have seen is that we'd go into the public school system by law. It's required that we go in in the fall and uh, um, for the fall and uh, not winter, we'll come after winter. Um, okay, summer? Well, summer time, during the school year, <laughs> Spring. Old age, old age.
1: Yeah, no, in
2: spring? Spring. So we're required. Sign winter, by spring, law, summer. Yes, yes. Spring. To go in there and register eligible voters. In the public school system, if we get two people, you get a lot. And they get two, three hundred students, probably, that are eligible. you go into to the private school sector, St. Joseph's in particular, St. Dunstan's, well, not St. Dunstan, um, Good Hope Country Day, and they may have a population of 20 uh, students that meet the requirement. You can register at because they have their information. They're on record. You go into the public school system, you let the principal know, the counselors know, we're coming such and such a date, please promote this thing. Uh, Member Lisa Moorhead has always been our greatest uh, proponent and wanting us to go out and do civics in the school. Um, we have a fight on that because I believe that we all got to educate each other, but there are other people that have that responsibility more so than we do as a board, but I'm always willing to do that um where it is um, um, the opportunity arises, but the general construct that we try to register as many people. you hit one of the those demographics, the largest voting population in the Virgin Islands is anywhere between 45 and 60. So
1: hold that thought. Largest population anywhere between 45 and 60. We are going to take a quick break and we will be back on The Candidate Speaks on Analyze This 93.1.
0: Banking for your business. The VI Energy Office and the University of the Virgin Islands Caribbean Green Technology Center are hosting the first VI Energy Fair. There will be outdoor live demonstrations, interactive workshops, and leaders from the community will be on site to discuss what the territory is doing to reduce energy costs. The fair will be held at the UVI campuses from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on St. Thomas on October 15th and on St. Croix on October 30th. For more information about the energy fair, cgtc-usvi.org forward slash energy fair.
3: Good morning, neighbor. I see you got your bumper, stickers, and your sign-up,
1: Yes, I'm so ready for this election season. Me too. Just waiting for the info on the polling places and then ballots. What polling places? You mean voting centers? The election system is using voting centers this year, where you can go anywhere across the island, walk in, fill out a ballot. Just bring your ID. Really? Cause my daughter live in Tutu,
3: but walk all the way by the airport and would try to run back home before the sun goes
1: down to vote. Nope. You're no longer stuck to just your neighborhood on Election Day. Voting centers mean you can vote anywhere in your district. And the next time, try the early voting option too. Skip the line get on Election Day. Girl, you have all the good tips
3: this year, man. So, who's going to win? Ha! Read my yard sign. Then pick any
1: voting center. Just remember, voting is not just your right. It's It's the the right right thing thing to do. A message from the election system of the Virgin Islands. And we are back. That is one of my favorite things to say when I am on air. When Neville said it, and I didn't remember, I'm like, "Why he let me say that? I want to say." And we're back. So, and we're back on with candidate number five, Raymond Williams. And we are talking on um, board of elections. We're talking about the power of the board. We're talking about really clarifying the the view, right? You said like, I don't get voted for just like senators, just right. like everybody else. Like we are all elected officials. Yeah. And in some cases you've received more votes than some of the vote Absolutely. people who are sitting in office. And in some cases in, well, in a 20 years, probably a longer term than any of them will I've ever, Trust will, will ever serve. Um, and in that you've learned a lot and we were talking about who's voting, yeah, who's voting. Office. And is there a role, um, if any, in, For you, as an elected official to the Board of Elections, to help increase um, millennial numbers,
2: Um, we try um, to again the the role and responsibility of our of the board is to do registration, primarily Mm. conduct elections. I also think uh, our civic organizations are so-called philanthropic organizations, I think that in our education system lies the responsibility primarily. I think a greater responsibility lies in the home because if you come from a family like mine, you chump at the bit to make 18 to go register and to participate because you understand the value of your vote. Most of our younger population millennials if you want to call it that use my daughter as an example my youngest daughter my daughter from the day that she was qualified to register she know her father she done gone to register she participates in the process she supports candidates although she works in the private sector because she was taught over the time your vote is your voice it's your power we continue to promote this ideology that elected officials run the executive branch or do the functions of the executive branch. Their their job is to appropriate monies to make these things happen through the work of the executive branch. But then you often can call your senator about the bush on the side of the road. You call the senator about your toilet backing up. You call the senator about any amount of things. Up to this morning, I heard a lady outside of, I think it was on Plaza East, telling a candidate she registered her vote, but she don't vote car. They don't, they don't do nothing for she. What are we talking about? We elect the face of what we want in our leadership. If you don't participate in the process, you cannot effect change. Another point. I have seen, right on this Board of Elections that I serve on, in this term, one of our members died. Mm. The replacement for that member, based on the party affiliation, was someone that had a single write-in on the ballot. That person is sitting on the board presently. I've seen in the St. Thomas district two years ago, because you didn't have sufficient numbers of people seeking the office, based on a write-in, you sat one or two members. So I say that to that, um, to say this, if you don't vote... You could be the one individual that can uh, um, affect and effect what your future looks like. Uh, Every vote counts because
1: you could you if what you're saying is effectively you could gain by a margin of one. But
2: a margin of one, can you believe that among forty two thousand registered voters? That speaks to
1: um, for me voter apathy, right? Like what what is it that we are doing as a community when we looked at the primaries? The numbers were low. Um, and this is Nata, this is about you. So I think we should have another show where we talk about what we can do for this upcoming election because this is your time. And so you have about five more minutes, and I really want to get into um what? specific skills because you say you don't really campaign right this is like and you don't really see people like campaigning for the board of education is increasing yes but i've never actually you're right you don't see billboards you don't see signs you don't see events um for the board of election positions and i think for so many reasons there's not even we could talk about that also on a different place but this is effectually many people know you personally we're, kind, we're opening up the window. What is your specific skill set? If you had like three superpowers that you think help you in your role personally on the board, what are they?
2: I think my integrity walks ahead of me. I think that people recognize that I'm not scared of any challenge. I don't back down for nobody. and not because I'm big, black, and ugly, but because I have a fierce believing God, number one, and the fact that he guides my path I may have the foulest mouth in the world. And I like to tell people, when you, using, when you hear me using those descriptive adjectives, that's what they are. It doesn't necessarily mean that is it's hatred supported behind of it. And I think the fact that I have remained constant in ensuring that I do the work that I'm elected to do as a member of the board, I serve in multiple um, arenas. I've been challenged... Based on my current employment, um, the, the naysayers, the agitators continue to drill down on whether or not I should serve on the board versus being employed by the current administration or any. I've worked for three administrations while um, working, I mean, while being elected to the board. And it comes up for some because they think it's a, it is a political benefit. I'm running for governor. So coming after me ain't on change who's going to get elected or indifferent. Senators have done it. And you've seen the ire of where I stand on that. But more importantly, you cannot deny me an eligible elector the right to vote. And by that right, you can't tell me I can't run for an elective office. I've heard something that they need to legislate that. I'll challenge anybody to do that. You cannot tell me. Any elector in this territory that I can't run for office because of the job I hold. That's nonsense. But Raymond Williams is the person you'll hear me before you see me. And generally always know that my integrity is what I put at stake every day. My legacy also makes a difference. I come from a long line of Byron, Williams, etc. Francis from Grove Place, from the Mecca. I strongly and firmly believe as a true Virgin Islands nationalist, I got to put my people first, even though they might not like me, but I got to protect this soil. I protect Grofley's soil to my death, trust me. So that is what I think that people see when they see and hear me. They don't say wishy-washy person. I am up and down. I generally don't abstain from any vote unless it's something that I'm not totally clear on, but I take a position. And we have too many people that don't take positions or they take positions for the wrong reasons. Mm. So when I ask you to vote for me again, that is who you're voting for. Experience, knowledge, wisdom, a foul mouth, yes, but an individual that will protect and ensure that the integrity of the election system and the processes and operation and management of the election system and its, um, goes clean, clear, and for sure. That's what you're getting out of Raymond Williams.
1: So tell the people your name as it appears on the ballot, your number, and then you have one minute, encourage them to go out and push that number.
2: Raymond J. Williams, number five, on the downside of the ballot. Um, Again, I don't even want to take the minute to talk about me. I want to take the minute to tell our community. Your vote is your voice. It is your right. It is the single most powerful tool that you have to utilize in ensuring that your community and your democracy is upheld. If you don't vote, you have no voice. You still have the right to bitch, moan, whine, and complain, but that gets you nowhere. I am always, always a proponent of telling people, get out and vote. You can't vote after; You can only vote once. Early voting is still going on. We're a little over 6,000 territorially wide. Um, The supervisor and I always um, strike a bet um, as to how many people will vote early over the last three of, I think we've done early voting, maybe four to five election cycles. At the end of the day, it's growing. The numbers are growing. I promote it a lot simply because it makes our job easier on election day. But it gives you an opportunity to mark your ballot, make your voice be heard. Go out and vote. Some people like to vote on election day. Get out and vote, please. Vote absentee, vote early, just vote.
1: Just vote. And that was candidate number five on the Board of Elections. Elections. Downside of the ballot, Raymond J. Williams. Thank you, Candidate Williams, for being on with us today. It is always a pleasure talking to you.
2: Thank you for the opportunity.
1: All right, out there listeners, if you want to join the conversation, call in and let me know what you thought about this interview. Um comments, questions, thoughts. We had two candidates on today. The phone number is 340-718-0761 or you could text a comment to 340 340- Two zero one five four zero two. 201-5402. We got about 10 minutes to kind of discuss what you heard today. And I'm looking forward to, you know, I mean, like I said, I could do this thing by myself, but I would really love it if one of y'all texted me, called me, had something to say, oh, wait, my phone might have some text on it. Let's see what I got. Hmm. So in this comment, um, it says that, you know, the, the candidate that was just on, he talked about, you know, the roles in civic education and the Department of Education and that they play in helping to prepare the system. And the comment just basically was saying he thinks that there is greater partnership that could be had by the Board of Elections and those systems to help prep those students to be ready. And so, first of all, whoop, whoop, I got a comment. And um, it was a really good one. Um, looking at that innovation when we move forward with the board of elections, like what partnerships can be done to prep our young people to increase that millennial vote. So thank you for the text. Um, let me see if I get a next one now. I'm feeling like I'm on a roll. No, I ain't got next one, but I could call in at seven one eight zero seven six one. Let me hear your voice today. On candidate speaks, we heard about, we heard from Shalima Edwards, we heard from Raymond Williams. The point is vote, 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 vote. You know, um, in one time in my life, I I served as a campaign manager. So the the listening audience is also learning about me. It was for candidate Clint Ferris in the last senatorial election, and um. The, the the tagline of his song from king Kong fu plenty was i'll vote 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 and i really love it because the emphasis is you do need to be informed you do need to pay attention and you do need to vote 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 and that your job does not end at the ballot box right it it you know it begins there, but it doesn't end at the ballot box. And it also doesn't end with, um, we have a voice. And I think sometimes in the Virgin Islands, we use our voice to complain. It, 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 there are ways, There's there are other activities. And if you are so inclined, both candidates today mentioned taking up the responsibility. You know, like um, candidate Edward says, if not me, who? Right. And then Candidate Williams talked about coming from a family with a legacy of participating in um, driving change in the Virgin Islands through the political process and having that strong pension to do that. And being 18, you know, his daughter knowing like I have a place in this. Those are the types of things outside of whether you vote for them or not, that really turn my ear to remind me I have responsibility And if I don't like what's being done, yes, I can speak about it, but I also have the job to prepare myself or to support others who are preparing themselves, if it is not me, to take up a role of leadership in this community. It is not an easy thing to serve. And that's for all the candidates who have come on the radio station and radio stations. It's not an easy thing to campaign. And you are you are largely you open your life to the criticism, the prosecution, the, the indictment. Those things I do agree with candidate Williams that those things are real for people who choose public service as part of their life. And so we don't often tell them thank you. You know when you when you hear somebody on the radio, you we are we're saying what they didn't do well or we're giving them an accolade for an achievement achieved. But the real thank you for having a um at least a strong enough back because as quiet as you is or as loud as you is, you have to have a strong back to step into this position in such a small community where everything feels so personal. You know, like we're not the states. We're not far removed from each other. So every comment, that feel like it coming in right at your, your front door. And, it, and we have people who are still stepping up and we want to encourage more people to step up and we want to encourage more people to vote responsibly, but also think of the gravity of your vote think of the gravity of your vote um i am so honored to like have the hopefully your trust in being a voice to ask these questions but to sit on and like interact with people personally um in a very personable way to learn who they are as the candidate um and to help you learn who they are and so you know we iraq in doing this till the V former senator neville james he likes to call me the incomparable i can't wait i'm trying to think of why kokali besides the neville james when we come back but i promise you on november 5th i will have an innovative name for for your host um <laughs> i've analyzed this so when he called me the incomparable like okali something back which will be a compliment i'm sure um but to to be part of what he does, and what WTJX 93.1 is doing to inform what the candidate speaks is an honor. I will see you tomorrow, or I will you will at least hear me tomorrow. I'm on top of the 8 o'clock hour. I am Summer Sibley Brown filling in for Neville James, and this was Analyze This.
3: Attorney General Denise George. How much do you know about Virgin Islands laws? Injustices can happen anywhere, and in situations where we least expect. I make it my mission to empower you with knowledge about our laws and the issues that affect our Virgin Islands community. Join me on Justice Matters, a new talk show that aims to inform you and engage you to be a part
0: of the solution. Saturdays at 11:30 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. If you're worried your friend may be struggling, remember, you don't have to be there to be there.
1: You could say how while you will get a fake tattoo. You could ask with an app
0: if it works for you. You could chat on a game, kick off your flip flops. You could ask on your couch while you binge watch. Whatever,
1: whatever, whatever gets you talking.
0: Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation.